All right. Welcome to the Dream Chaser podcast, everybody. Uh, we have a special guest with us today. Uh, we got Devin Hubbard. Devin has a very uh, vast portfolio. He's a, a realtor, a real estate investor, uh, a developer. Uh, he's a father. Uh, he's he's a he's a ton of stuff, and he's all he's done it at a very young age, which is very um, super impressive. There's a lot of stuff what, what, that I feel like we're gonna learn uh, from him, things that we can take away. So, um, you know, how are you guys? I'm amazing, man. I, I'm I'm loving this momentum that we have going on. We've been getting a lot of good feedback on some of the guests yeah. that we've had. So, I mean, I feel like the guests just keep the episodes and yeah. the guests keep getting better and better. So. I really do appreciate you coming down today, bro. Thanks. Well, you put the heart, the bot, the bar pretty high. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll do my best. I yeah. appreciate you guys inviting me, and it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, I went ahead and reached out to you because, like, I was talking to you earlier. Um, I noticed that we had some, you know, similar social circle, so, social circles. Yeah, everybody's saying, yeah. well, it. I haven't drank my bang energy. It's Thursday. Um, so, you know, I, you know, I've had a chance to, you know, follow you a little bit and, and I've seen the work that you do and what we were talking about, I, I wish we, had, we would have recorded some of that we were talking about earlier, but it's, it's about not just, you know, showing it, but you're actually doing it. That's what I really mm -hmm. like that a lot of what you're, what I'm seeing, you know, out from an outside perspective is you're, you're actually putting in the work and it shows. And so, and I didn't know that you were kind of new Rafael in the past. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if you knew, but we're all in the same uh, the real estate brokerage now. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. And we didn't know it's your small world. Yeah. So uh, I'm very excited for today's conversation. And um, yeah, welcome to the Dream Changers podcast. Thanks. Yeah. So Devin, I guess we'll, we won't take too much time ourselves. Like, tell us more about you. Like, who is Devin Hubbard? Like, give us a little bit of your background, um, kind of like your journey, basically. Okay. Um, so 37 years old. And yo, does he look thirty-seven though? Young, young. I did serve a mission in Costa Rica, Pura Vida. Nice. Um, but uh, I've been back since two thousand five, and all I knew when I got back from my mission was, you know, what society told me to do. That was go get a nine to five, go to school, educate yourself, and you know work your 30, 40 years and, and then retire. And that's, I knew that's what I didn't want, but that's what all I was being told. And I knew I wanted more and I wanted something different. And I knew that being a business owner and being an entrepreneur was ultimately what I wanted. It just took me a handful of years to get to that point. And so uh, about six years ago, I got into real estate and just kind of started doing it part-time, my side hustle. And uh, three years later, uh, I was able to walk away from my nine to five. Nice. And we made twice as much in real estate part-time that year as I had made at my full-time job. What was your full-time job before? Yeah, so I was working for the LDS Church in their okay. welfare program, just oh, okay. here in Kaysville and uh, at uh, a production plant. <laughs> and uh, I was there for like, 12 years. Oh, oh dang, wow. that's a yeah. long time. So I was there uh, for almost a year before my mission. And then as soon as I got back, I basically just, you know, went back because again, yeah. that's all I knew. And I loved the people and I, I loved um, who I was surrounded by, but I knew that's ultimately what I didn't want to do for 
the rest of my life. And yeah. so it was a good way to provide for my family and kind of help me get to where I am today. Did you do any school or anything like that? Uh, college? I did, yeah. yeah. So I, I was working full time after my mission and I was taking night classes, which that wasn't the college life that I yeah. wanted. <laughs> uh, but that's, you know, that's the route that I took. And so I did a few years of night classes and got married and did some online classes. And finally, about seven years ago, I got my associate's degree. So it took me forever just to get, get my associate's yeah. degree. And my wife and I decided at that point that I was done with school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we both figured that was a good thing because we knew the real estate was the course we wanted to take from there. That's awesome. So what made you want to get into real estate? So the funny thing is when I was dating my wife, I was actually taking the courses to get my real estate license. Okay. And I bombed the test like a handful of times. And, you know, my confidence at that point was zero. So I just like, I bailed. I was done and just kept doing my nine to five thing and circled back around, you know, six years ago. But not as an agent, but as the investor, you know, wholesaling, mm. flipping, okay. developing mm -hmm. type stuff. And then that's when I'm like, okay, I don't need to get this license to, mm -hmm. to be in real estate. So that's what got me going again. And funny enough, after four years into it with flipping, wholesaling and different things, I figured let's let's try and get this license thing yeah. and let's try it again and i got some experience and yeah, yeah. I, I passed it on my first try How there you go. <laughs> i don't know if i would have been able to keep going after that but uh, uh yeah it worked out and it's been a huge blessing to have my license now just over two years two years so the wow. agent stuff is keeping me busy and and uh you know it's it's helped me build a lot of relationships into getting me into the developing and things that i'm doing now too Definitely. Yeah, I think one of the big things that we've noticed, I think I can't remember who I was having the conversation with, but you have a lot of people who are realtors nowadays, um, but they don't invest in real estate themselves. Like it's kind of crazy to to see that part of, of like real estate because you would think somebody's going to help you with like the biggest purchase of your life and things like that. They would have some experience in that realm and a lot, a lot of agents. You would be surprised how many do not invest in, in real estate themselves. So it's cool that you have that background and it's not just like, obviously flipping and doing all that stuff. Like you have a development project going on right now as well, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So uh, right next to McKady hospital in Weber state, we've got just an acre and a half of raw land and we're hoping to break ground here in the next few months, but it should be 116 unit apartment complex. It's crazy. So yeah. I figured, you know, when I got started in real estate six years ago, I wanted to get a rental mm -hmm. and I did. That was the first, you know, the first purchase I did as an investment property was get a rental. When I realized, you know, three hundred to three hundred and fifty dollars a month in cash flow wasn't gonna do much. Yeah. So I was like, man, let's let's take this, you know. The longer I got into it, the bigger, you know, the bigger I was able to dream and the bigger I was able to think and and realize, you know, through relationships and knowledge and experience, I could do things much bigger and mm -hmm. better than just a single family home. Yeah. So that's, you know, what's helped get me to this point now. To so what helped you expand your mindset from thinking, I, I'm going to do this single family house to now I want to tackle a quarter acre or acre and a quarter with 116. Like, how was that mental progression? What helped you? Was it books? Was it coaches? Was it other professionals? 
or was it just you, just straight out of will, just like, I'm going to do this, this is my imagination, and I'm going to do it no matter what? <laughs> That's a good question. I would say probably a combination of all of them, all of that. Um, I'm an audible guy, so I'll listen to books. Um, <clears throat> and um, I've taken lots of trainings. I've probably spent, I don't know, how many tens of thousands of dollars on trainings and mentoring and coaching over the last six years. Tens of thousands of dollars, people, just yeah. so you guys know. <laughs> um, yes, tens of thousands of dollars. Um, and that's my wife and I, not just myself, but my wife and I um, with um, NLP training, with uh, business training, with one-on-one -on -one coaching. Uh, my wife and I are working with a fitness and nutrition coach right now. So, and it, I wouldn't say, you know, it's not just strictly real estate. A lot of it has been yeah. real estate, but mm -hmm. a lot of it is just trying to be better in every possible way in life, you know, physically, mentally, spiritually, you know. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like having a balance. I think mm -hmm. we've talked about it too, how important it is. Like, obviously, money's nice and stuff, but also the fact of like keeping yourself healthy and then not just your physical health and your mental. I think all of that stuff, like you need it all together in order to be, I think, successful. I think you you need it all. Because one that you start failing in one, I think it affects the other. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I mean, it's proof. You're, you invest lots of money into fixing all of these categories to make sure that everything's balanced. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's funny you, you bring that up. I was actually just thinking just earlier this week how many coaches I currently have. So I've got my fitness and nutrition coach that I'm working with right now. I've got a negotiation coach that I'm working oh, wow. with right now. And I've got a life coach that I'm working with right now. And that, you know, that's on top of, you know, constantly networking and doing other yeah. things that I'm doing. But, um, you know, I'm the type of person, if I overload myself, I kind of shut down and I don't get too effective at all. And so, I've, you know, I got to try and manage as much as I can and not put too much on my plate. But uh, so I try and, you know, just like you said, keep that balance. Yeah. And because, uh, yeah, if I, if I overload myself, I just kind of shut down and curl up in a corner. <laughs> so are three coaches overloading yourself? Well, that's like something you've found that you can right now I can handle it and yeah. I, I think it again because they're you know they give me kind of homework and things that I'm working with um, as long as it's not like daily actions that I've got to do or homework every single day like if I can manage focusing certain like time blocking for certain things then I, I can manage it and I'm meeting with them maybe every, every other week instead of every single week so mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't kind of overwhelm you yeah. with, with so much because yeah I'm married with five kids too so yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's that's a whole that's other a job to balance too <laughs> it, oh, crap. well, well I'm, I'm glad you brought that point up because that's a perfect segue segue to what i wanted to talk about uh in this podcast we've talked about uh, you know the importance of spousal support and the struggles of relationships as an entrepreneur um you know what's your take how how has your experience been i mean from the little that you've told us so far it sounds like your wife's been very supportive this whole time can you tell us a little bit about a little bit about how that all went down yeah and it wasn't always that way so yeah when i when i decided to walk away from my job three years ago to do real estate full-time it was actually my wife that was saying like do this like she was wow. the one like hey we've made twice as much in real estate part-time as we've made at your full-time job working 40 50 hours a week like no brainer yeah, yeah. she was the one <laughs> picking me up in order to do it oh really so yeah i let i've 
I've been very blessed that way to always have her, you know, support and she's always had my back and she, you know, she holds down the board at home and uh, lets me do my thing. So it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. Is she, is she also an entrepreneur or what? Uh, she... She's an author. So okay. she's home okay. with the five kids. We've got three in school and two younger ones that she sees two that's one's four months and one's 18 months that we adopted. Oh, oh, nice. And uh, so, yeah, she's home. We, we call them the three bigs and the two littles. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, she's, she's always got her hands full at home, but uh, she wrote a book last year and she was, she's learning how to day trade from home. And so oh, I think okay. she's got kind of that entrepreneur <laughs> spirit about her too. So it's kind of fun to watch that. Yeah. That day trading is cutthroat. Yeah. <laughs> like, Cause I, I know some people that day trade and I mean, even some of the guys that we work with, like there's this guy named Paul Dietrich. I don't know if you've heard of him. I haven't. So he manages $11 billion wow. like on a daily thing. So he has to know exactly what's happening in China to see how it's going to affect us like, here, here yeah. when the market's open. Hmm. So I couldn't do it. So, yeah. all, you know, all power <laughs> to your wife. Cause that's, that's, you gotta have a stomach to be able to do that. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. that's a, at a much bigger level than what she's, you know, her goal is to make a couple hundred to a couple thousand, you know, a week or a month. Um, and so she's she's just a few months into it. So it's right. it's been cool to see her grow that way because, yeah, it's over my head. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done anything with it. It's just kind that's of watching crazy. her do her thing. Yeah, that's dope, man. Like, that's way cool that you have your, your wife's support. Like, even with me, like, if if I didn't have my wife being like my my foundation, mm -hmm. dude, I would be a loose cannon. Like I don't know where the <laughs> hell I'd be right now. Right. You know? Yeah. So it's good that you have someone that kind of grounds you and gives you that stability for you to go after something. So um so you have your your development, um, you're doing real estate, you have a couple coaches. So out of everything that you're doing right now, like what's one of the goals that you're kind of trying to go after? Like, I know you have, obviously you're look, you have your development so that can give you cash flow, right? Sure. You have your real estate business so that can give you income. Mm -hmm. But what is your dream? Because we, we talked a, a lot about like dream chasing. A lot of people have dreams, but they, they're too scared to go after it. And you know, like I told you earlier, before we started the, before we turned on the, and we started the episode, a lot of people have dreams, but then they go on Instagram, social media, Facebook, and they get to see the person with all the cool stuff, with the jets and the planes, all well, the planes and the jets, <laughs> the cars and the traveling and the beautiful wife or the super handsome husband, or they have everything. Mm -hmm. And so they go, okay, that's great for them, but I can never do that. And so they just stop trying. You know, at some point you said you were working for 12 years, but what happened? Like, when did you decide to go after it? Well, one, what is your dream? And what changed to make you believe you could go after your dream? Because I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you're in that process right now yeah. of dream chasing, right? Oh, yeah. So what is it? What's your dream? So that's a good question. Um, I would say I want to own multiple different businesses mm -hmm. just because I, I can, because all of us can. Yeah. I want to have storage units i want to have apartment buildings i want to have retail stores or restaurants i want to have these things because it's you know it's all possible the american dream sure we can all do these things um if i decide at the end of the day i i get there 
and I decide I don't like it, you can always sell it. Mm -hmm. um, one of the one of my real estate coaches said, you know, if there's something that intrigues you, why not go after it? And if you decide through that process that that's not that doesn't fit you, go. You know, you along the way you've probably found something else that you like and you enjoy. So go stick with that. Mm -hmm. But so I've just I've internalized that I guess to some extent that I kind of want to try it all. And I realize, you know, with squirrel syndrome, a little bit that I suffer <laughs> from, I'm, I don't want to spread myself too thin doing uh -huh. everything. Sure. But I feel like, you know, through relationships and through knowledge and experience, you can leverage those relationships and opportunities that come to us in life. And, and you know, I, I'm in the process of doing an apartment complex after that, or even during that same process, if the opportunity comes for me to go do storage units or something else, I want to jump on that opportunity as well. The beautiful thing is, um, I've told m multiple people this already, I literally have zero dollars of my own money into this 116 unit project. Mm -hmm. And like people, that blows their mind because they think they have to have a million dollars in the bank to go start investing and doing mm -hmm. this stuff. All I did was go take advantage of an, uh, a relationship that I had and found an opportunity. And then, you know, once that opportunity came to me, I went and found more partners and people that I knew and trusted that could help me mm -hmm. tackle that deal and move it forward. Nice. Nice. Well, that sounds good to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, that works. That works. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to do that, but show me how to do it. Yeah. And I, I, you know, in the last six years, I think I have spent instead of, you know, I, I quit, basically quit college after an associate's degree. So I figured, you know, I'm going to get my major and, um, you know, my degree and my, you know, my MBA and things all in real estate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, any opportunity that's come in the last six years for me to network, for me to learn developing or whatever, um, I've just tried to fully immerse myself, whether it's listening to podcasts or meeting people for lunch or whatever, just take advantage of those opportunities that come to you to mm -hmm. better yourself and better, you know, your situation. Have you heard of Ben Mala? I have not. No? No. Uh, I don't, I haven't seen his YouTube show in maybe like six or seven months, mm -hmm. but I think Ben Mala's portfolio is worth like over $200 million. It's just him and his two sons. Hmm. And he does everything that you just mentioned. Like, that's what he does. Like, Sounds like I need to go find him. Yeah, find him <laughs> on YouTube. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's very straightforward, like, on how things work. Hmm. Um, okay, so, so like I mentioned before, my, my previous question is, you were working at a job before you went to your mission. You came back, you went to the same job. So what happened in between that process that made you believe you can – you know, achieve the American dream. Like, was it someone? Was it an uncle? Was it a, your parents? Was it your wife? Like, who? Because look, this is what my mentor has said. You could only get as big as as what you can see. So you can never get past what you what you can't see. Mm -hmm. So you need someone to come in and stretch your vision, so you can get past your limitations and your paradigm. You can't stretch your own vision. Someone has to come and stretch it for you. Yeah. So someone had to come in into your life. And whisper in your ear that you maybe you could. Mm -hmm. So what? Or maybe you you've never identified that, but maybe it did happen. I don't know. Like, how did you get to this spot that you're at right now? Yeah, and I'd say, um, 
there's been people, there's been books, and you know, I I love Jim Rohn, I love Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. I love uh, Darren Hardy, all of those self-help guys. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say I, you know, what probably really started the snowball was Rich Dad Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, mm -hmm. and thinking, holy crap, like there's way more outside of this nine to five. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think that was kind of the starting process to it all. And then I got into investing groups. There's a local group here uh, called Renatus. Mm -hmm. And that's who I got associated with six years ago. And then the RIA groups and just was able to like not only listen, but physically see the types of things that people were doing, the types of money, like the kinds of money people were making mm -hmm. from wholesaling and flipping and just um, different real estate transactions and it opened my eyes and you know one of my favorite sayings is you know why not me so who gave you the book or how'd you find the book um that's a good question I don't <laughs> you know. don't know damn thanks for that person <laughs> yeah that's crazy yeah um, something I wanted to bring back before the camera started uh, and the podcast started, we were talking about how do you generate business, right? Uh, and you mentioned something about you attract your business. Can you, can you re revisit what we were talking about earlier about your philosophy on attracting business? Yeah. So um, one of my favorite people, he, William Lamb, he's an NLP trainer here in Lehigh in Utah. And if you ever... Um, if you're not familiar with NLP or William Lamb, you should look him up. But one of the favorite things uh, that I remember him telling me in some of the trainings I've taken from him over the years was uh, marketing is like sex. You should never have to pay for it. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I'm still yeah. and, uh, and that kind of blew my mind because, you know, some businesses, they survive. They knew they know if they dump in $10,000, they're going to get 50 back. You know, it's that's how the business rolls. And. Um, but I truly believe like over the last two or so years since I've become an agent and even before that, almost all of my deals, um, whether it's, you know, an agent deal or an investment deal comes from either social media or from word of mouth. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm putting forth some effort on social media to tell people who I am and share my experiences and knowledge with people and help people. And bring value but at the end of the day they're the ones reaching out to me for help and they're the ones saying hey I've got a house to sell or um, come help me tackle this deal type thing and so they're the ones reaching out to me and I you know I feel like I'm putting myself out there in a way to attract that business for it to come back to me Does that makes sense no yeah, yeah. absolutely absolutely um, so right now, what is um, one piece of advice for someone, because now you've been in the game for about six years, right? If someone is now listening to you and saying, hey, I want to be like Devin, you know, what's one piece of advice that you would give to that person? Uh, definitely find a mentor because, you, you know, you can go all over podcasts, YouTube, you can find anything that you want online. And, you know, it can take you a million different directions, mm -hmm. but go like, if you know what you want, whether that's real estate or business or whatever, go find somebody that you look up to that's already doing what you want to do. And, you know, if they're willing, 
you know, go go tag team with them and go partner with them to go do what you know, do what they're doing. That's okay. the key word though. Keyword is set willing, right? Mm-hmm. Because usually if if you really stand out and these guys that know what they're doing, at least from my personal experience, is that they don't want to show you how they're doing it because you might pass them up. So you have to find a way where there's a win-win where that person doesn't see you as a threat, mm-hmm. but they see you kind of like a, as an asset, like where you're providing value to them in order for that exchange of knowledge and and mentorship. Um, if you guys go and you are looking for a mentor, you can't just find one person and say, that's going to be my mentor, because most likely the dude or girl is not going to want to be your mentor, especially Look, I, I, I tell you this because, look, um, I have a friend who's young. He's in his, now he's in his mid-20s. He makes cash flow, take home a million dollars a month, okay? There is no way in hell he's going to take time out of his day to teach anyone how he makes a million dollars a month. He doesn't need to. He doesn't promote himself on social media. He's, he's low key. You've never heard of him. He's why he, he's not trying to give back. Like he's set and it's just him and his family. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Sometimes from what I've noticed is that it's the people who want to help you, who want to mentor you. They usually want something from you. They want money. They want you to pay them a fee there. It, it's, it's usually like, that's how they make their living. It's really rare to find someone who already has it all that, just really wants to teach you mm-hmm. and if you do find that person hold them on with everything you got mm-hmm. and you perform and 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 try to give so much more value to that person's life to add to that person's legacy because I, literally you'll you'll find maybe two or three true mentors in your lifetime I, I the only reason i say this is because since the moment i turned 19 until 28 all i ever tried to do was network trying to meet people and ask questions can you teach me this? Can you teach me that? How do you do this? How do you do that? And what I realized over, over time, I was very naive. So I always believe what everybody tells me until you prove to me that you're a liar. The moment that I see something that's not consistent, it's like, it's like then from that moment, I don't believe anything that person says. But in the beginning, I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. So if there was a person that was willing to teach me because maybe they saw how they can make money off of me, then I would I would be all for it and I would try to do everything that person wanted. And then usually a year later when I needed something, it was like all oh, the relationships not there no more because because you're not you're not gonna help me out anymore. You're not gonna make me money or or I don't need you anymore. Or so mentorship is extremely crucial, but it has to be the right mentorship. It has to be the right person and that one thing that you like to do. So if you've been able to find that bro, more power to you because you're going to move up so much quicker than everybody else around you. I feel like a lot of people have high egos, so they think, oh, no, I can figure it out on my own. I, I know so many people that go, oh, I'll, I'll figure it out. I, I don't need to listen to another person. I got my own way. My way is going to work. But that shit doesn't work. Like, you're going to stumble and you're going to trip and you're going to make mistakes. But if you had a mentor, that person can help you avoid all those mistakes. So let's let's so now we've talked about all your successes. Let's talk mm-hmm. about the things that haven't worked out. Let's do it after this quick little break. Okay.
So like I was asking, you know, we've been talking about your successes, which is awesome. Everybody, of course, likes to talk about their successes, but a lot of people on here are probably working really, really hard. They've been pushing for a year, two years, and they haven't been able to see any results. Usually that's when people quit and they stop dreaming. And if they're my age, if they're getting to 30, it's like they, they're literally dead, like they're dream dead. And it never comes back from what I, from my experience. Most of my clients are 60 years old. It doesn't come back. So it's, so what you're about to tell them right now has to be real from the heart <laughs> no because, pressure. because they, they have to know that someone else is, is a human being that's being successful. So talk a little bit of maybe about some of the things that haven't gone so well and, and why you think they didn't go well, what you do to overcome it. And, and, uh, and if it was a good thing for you to like, if it worked out for you, if it was worth going through the, through the trouble. For sure. Um, that is a good question. And I want to start off by saying if Ray Kroc can start McDonald's in his fifties and if, uh, KFC Colonel Sanders can do KFC in his sixties, then you have no freaking excuse. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I like it. Nice. But uh, yeah, I, I guess I just I see too many people give up because things haven't worked out in the past. And I think a lot of it has to do with our mindset. Um, sometimes I think we fail before we've even started because that's what we're expecting in our mind mm -hmm. or that's all we know or we've experienced. And so if we are we are capable of changing our mindset, but to answer your question, before I got started in real estate, I told you I bombed the freaking real estate test like six times or whatever, you know. <laughs> so I've I've seen my fair share of failure and I probably joined, I don't know, a handful of network marketing groups before I got into real estate. And those helped me with my mindset. Mm. I didn't ever make a freaking dime out of them, but it helped me, it helped me with my mindset. And so I think it was as they were, they were all stepping stones to help me get back into when real estate came along. I think mentally I was prepared mm. because when I, when I jumped into real estate, we had just had our third kid and I was in between job. I was literally in between jobs. I ended up going back. I took like a, year break. I actually did insurance, uh, financial services for about a year and was literally kind of in between jobs and went, ended up going back to that, uh, uh, church position afterwards. But when I had, when I got started in real estate, we had just had our third kid and we didn't have, you know, too much in savings and we literally leveraged uh, 0% credit cards, 0% mm. interest credit cards for 12 to 24 months to pay for the education to get into real estate. Mm. And I had never paid 20 grand before for education. But at that point, I, I had to put my feet to the fire and make it work because I didn't have the 20 grand, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so I was very committed and when you're married with three kids and you're the one providing for all of them, you know, your commitment level was sky high. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, I just told myself I didn't have any other option. It just it had to work. 
was like perfect like said we like my question is that so you obviously like are a family man right mm-hmm. um you know you can see it from your post stuff a lot of stuff you can you can tell that you do it for your family um so my question is that like what as a father right you're trying to teach your kids you said the traditional thing uh when you came up for your mission I was like you know you got to get married go to school do all that stuff right so what are you doing to try to take you know teach your kids differently um obviously you're an entrepreneur so like what are you doing to, to educate them into um really being more self-sufficient not not depending on like what society tells you to do um because i feel like that's a lot of people you know you have young i don't have kids higher doesn't have kids um rafael's a kid but um what is it that you are doing because i i feel like that's that's good because that's something that i look into like what am i gonna do when i have kids yeah you know what can i teach them how can i teach them what can i do in order to help them see a bigger picture than what society tells you like you you have to do right no that's awesome um so i'm the oldest of five five kids and i've now got five kids and so growing up um my parents didn't know any better my dad didn't he was he's been a mechanic his whole life and my mom didn't graduate from high school so they were trying to help me by telling me i needed to go to school to better myself and to get a better job because that's all they knew and um so i think now what i'm trying to do is give my kids more opportunities to learn to grow to experience things and let them know that you know, if they want to be a police officer, if at the end of the day, if that's what they want to be, go do it. If they want to, you know, if they want to become a plumber and like screw college and become a tradesman, whatever, go do it. Like, just let them know that there's, you know, what they want to be is what they should pursue and just give them opportunities. I, you know, we love to travel. Um, we let them, I try not let them do anything and everything they yeah. want. I, you know, hone it in Some a little bit, yeah. but yeah, when I, when I grew up, it was basically basketball and that was it because I was a tall, skinny kid. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to the NBA. <laughs> yeah, crazy. But uh, yeah, so we let our kids, you know, they're playing piano, they're like any sport that they want to play and we can fit it into the schedule somehow. Um, we let them do it. And so, you know, and then maybe in a few years they decide, you know, one of these or two of these sports are what they want to stick with. And so I just I feel like ultimately giving them opportunities and educating them again, too, with the mindset. And there's more than just the traditional school route of of life as well. So nice. Nice. Well, that. that's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's that was a good way to end it. I really appreciate you coming out, Devin. Um, taking the time. I know that we tried to do this a few weeks and uh, finally had a chance to do it today. So I appreciate you coming out and sharing your story, uh, the sex successes, the failures, the, the, you know, the struggles and, and keeping it 100% real um, because that's what we're about here in Dream Chasers. And so, um, I mean, do you guys have anything else? No, uh, we're just going to, we'll link uh, Devin's Instagram and all his stuff so you guys can go Sweet. Uh, find him if you guys have questions or anything, you know, regards to real estate, real estate investing or or just want to have a conversation with him, uh, we'll link all that in the in the description. Yeah, okay. sounds good. Thank you very much. Dream Chasers, we're out. Peace. Thank you.